beer, coffee, and autobiographical podcast for the hell of it. I am your host, Joel Gratzik, and today we have a cultivator of curiosity, Lauren Yee. Welcome to the show today. Hello. I'm so happy to be here and excited to be chatting with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Why don't you uh, give the audience a quick introduction to yourself and what you're up to recently? Myself and what I'm up to recently. Ah, such a weirdly loaded question, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, myself. So I'm Lauren. I am, as said, a cultivator of curiosity. I love people and questions and learning and understanding in in a realm of people. Like, yeah, I want to know about, you know, pottery and history stuff, too. But I like to know about people. Um, And I do so many things. (laughs) I just am very excited by projects and cool stuff and uh, helping people in lots of ways and following my own curiosity. So I do a lot of things. Um, a couple of the ones that I'll try to put in a concise manner <laughs> would be um, like professionally. I do a lot of speaking and facilitating um, with teams and for like betterment. So I've actually been doing some diversity and inclusion workshops with people, but I'm bringing like curiosity to it. So it's like less scary. Hopefully Um, you can have serious and important things, but have uh, some level of fun or like levity in lots of situations. Uh, And then also I have been, um, I have a company called this us now. um, And I also independently am a cultivator of curiosity and I have separate websites for those. But again, um, running workshops about play and curiosity and how those things can help you with difficult conversations or working with your brain because brains are awesome and weird. And so many things we do fight are like natural brain inclinations. Um, or yeah, so I, I do a lot of workshops and help people, but then I also do a lot of fun, interesting things for myself as well, <laughs> which is very open. I know, but I'm an anomaly. Ask me more questions if you want to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) How did you end up uh, finding your place where you're at now as far as doing these workshops with people and talking about the subject matter that you do? So I I feel like many people had, in retrospect, have had a nonlinear career path. Like I wasn't like, I'm doing the thing. Well, I did say I'm going to do the thing, which was architecture originally. And I did that for a while, but then in a specific situation I was in, got a little bit burnt out and was like, I need to leave this job. Um, and I did that without a plan. And so in that adult life moment was like, ah, I need to pay for things, <laughs> um, <laughs> as one does. And so, um, without, really knowing that that's what was happening at the moment. But in retrospect, it like gave me freedom to just do find something, right? It wasn't like I was no longer, not necessarily forever, but at the time, like I wasn't like I have to work towards this path because I was like, I need to get out of this for a minute. Um, And I stumbled into a job where I got what I got to learn, help kids learn through play using Lego. And that's actually part of how I met you in a tangential way. Um, But we used Lego as a medium and we taught kids STEM by play. So it was like tricking them into learning because they think they're having fun, but they're also learning vocabulary and physics and stuff. Um, (laughs) And in that company, I actually, with um, one of the VPs of marketing, we created a grown-up team building department where we did the same thing, but with adults, but not STEM, we did like communication, team building, leadership stuff, but using Lego. So like tricking people into like talking about their, how their team functions or doesn't, um, or playing with Lego and creating some stuff and then debriefing on what actually happened in that scenario. Um, so I did that and then the pandemic hit and gathering with people and sharing materials was a bad idea. Sure. And so <laughs> I, um, ended up no longer having a position at that company because everything stopped. Um, But I had worked there for almost a decade and um, it gave me words and uh, like environment to understand that learning through play was what I had always done and what I liked about things and problem solving and creativity and all this stuff. 
but I, I didn't know that that was like a possible realm to be in. So when I left that, I was like, I still super strongly believe in these things, like the power of play, the power of questions and curiosity, the power of people. But can I do that without Lego? <laughs> like, I know there are ways to do it. Like, can I still do this thing? Cause I really enjoyed it. So talking to some peers and former colleagues and friends and stuff like that, figured out ways to create workshops to learn through play and curiosity and levels of fun and not overly over the top silly necessarily, but kind of getting out of your own head to learn and um, do that in a virtual environment for the time being. Um, but also I'd done it in person. So like, I know I could do it again. So just kind of transferable skill was like, love this. How do I, what can I do in this new world we're in? Um, and yeah, use those sort of like values foundations to try to guide, guide the next steps in life, which is all we can do. Right. That's really fun. The way you ended up in the position that you're at a very interesting story i think i remember the first time i met you and we actually hung out um and i know it was a dad too and it was after a session that you and a, a employee led uh a, a co-worker I'm, I'm assuming but i don't think it was in san francisco i think it was at dad too in new orleans okay so let's I could be wrong. My, That's okay. That's totally my brain is, is not I, great at remembering details. Yeah. So. I have a weirdly specific memory sometimes for details, but it, it when which kinds of details, it's sort of a toss-up. But I was trying to think about this because I haven't seen you in a while. Um, but we've yeah, like, it's been a couple of years. But we've like connected a little bit. Like I was like, uh -huh. I, I follow some of your stuff and loosely know what's happening a little bit. Um, but we haven't like connected in a while and when i was just like man like when did when did i meet you like you were in san you were in san francisco though yes. like you yeah there. i i definitely was at, at okay. the san francisco dad too so side note on dad too i that is i mentioned how i like kind of tangentially met you from work what it was because side tangent story for a moment was i had one of our department heads was just like, there's this conference happening in San Francisco. And we had like eight or 10 area managers in the Bay Area because it's so densely populated here. And so they're like, can anybody go? It's like this weekend. This was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, maybe Monday or Tuesday. And like this is happening this weekend because dad too usually happens on like a Thursday, right? It starts right. on a Thursday. Yeah. So like this is happening this weekend. Can anyone go? And they like emailed all of the us area managers that were nearby. And I was like, I'm free. What is it? And they're like, oh, it's this like dad blog conference. And I was like, I'm none of those things. Like, what do you <laughs> expect me? What am I doing there? Because usually when we go to a conference, we're like, okay, like networking or we have a booth or something being like, we teach programs. Um, and he's like, oh, just like, we just want you to go and talk to people. And like, I'm like, okay, I can, I can do that. But I, I'm very confused, but I, you're, you want to send someone. I'm available. I like talking to people. Sure. But I, again, do not understand how I fit into this or what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, which was great because I was like, I had a very low bar of this is what they told me. I can do that. Um, and so I just remember I was going and talking to people and I have a, I was trying to pinpoint, I was like, when did I meet? I know I hung out with you in New Orleans, but I was like, did I meet you? I feel like I met you in San Francisco, at least briefly. Like we might not have like talked a lot. Um, but it, I remember your, like your business card and like daddy's grounded and like the thing. And like we talked about and like flight attendant and thing. I was, I remember oh, yeah. having okay. that before New Orleans. So, like I knew who you were, but I don't think I like knew you. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just, cause I was just like, I'm talking to anyone at this conference. I don't really know what I'm doing here. Right. But yeah. I remember that business card and I remember you explaining to me like why, like the, like, I was like, what does this, does this mean? Um, and I remember that and it might have been more specifically at the like Lego Lucasfilm adventure party thing. Yeah. I you know what? That's like probably right. Food, and I feel like you might have been near somebody who was from Georgia and was talking about the aquarium with the giant whale shark. And I don't remember her name, but she was from Savannah, Georgia. We were on a far side by glass. I have again, weirdly specific 
some memories. Like we were sitting by the glass on the edge. That's on the fantastic. Yeah, I I I don't remember a lot of that <laughs> event. Um, I did take some selfies. I remember those, and I remember wandering around the halls when, like, in in a couple of spots we probably weren't supposed to because they were like ushering but us no one, out of like, the hall. Like, you? No, no one blocked us, and there wasn't like a sign like "Don't go here." I was like, "Ooh, look at that!" You know, and like, yeah, that was I don't a really know. spot. So I think I briefly like was intro- not introduced, but like we met and exchanged names and information. And then I don't know if I actually talked to you until, like, actually, like, had real conversation until New Orleans, maybe? Yeah, I think it was New Orleans, because I remember being very, like, we hung out comfortable in- with, like, the group. Like, I didn't know really most anybody in that group. Like, I kind of, we'd met, but I didn't really, like, know people personality-wise or anything in that group. And I felt like by the end of the night, we're all, we're, we were all friends. <laughs> yeah, I remember we, like, you and I and um, my colleague Maddie, I think, at the time, who was there. Okay. We, I remember, like, we ended up following each other to a couple of uh, breakout session things. Where we're like, oh, like, I'm going to go to this. Like, oh, I'm interested in that, too. And we kind of just, like, grouped up for a little yeah. while and then go- went out that evening with, right. I don't know, more people. Um and then got to kind of just hang out in a more casual, less yeah. purposeful way. Oh, sure. That makes sense. I mean, they that was one of the first times they had po'boy sandwiches. Oh, so oh good. my goodness. Yeah, so yummy. With I had like a shrimp one, and then I had probably entirely too much bourbon, but it was, you know, New Orleans, so why not? Yeah, that was a fun night. One of the things I remember very specifically is the group of us walking down whatever probably bourbon street i think because it yeah. was quite festive so yeah we're, we're walking down the street in new orleans and in the crowd is is you know a couple of the life of dead guys and patrick runs over to us and he's he does what he does where he just like instantly flies into a group and like says something funny and people laugh and like he disappears yeah um but then we hear him shouting and he lifts his shirt up like, because it's New Orleans, right? Yeah. And some random person on, like, a third floor throws him a football, and he's like, I got the football, and he runs off, and they're all cheering for him. It was really funny. I, there's no point to it other than it was a very amusing thing to watch. Uh, it's true. I feel like uh, that is – I feel like I have that vibe from, like, my experiences at the Dad 2 conference. Like, I – accidentally ended up at that conference and I met so many cool you included like cool people that I still either talk to or message or like follow on social media things and they're just such cool people and the energy it's like a sometimes conference energy is like a grown-up version of like a college campus where it's just like stuff happens and people are having a good time and it's fine uh and, like, that story that you said, I actually kind of forgot about that until you said it. But I was like, nope, all of the imagery, I can see it happening in my head. I remember <laughs> I remember that happening. And, again, he is very, like, I'm here. I'm gone. And you're like, well, that was a nice two minutes. I don't know where he went. <laughs> uh, but that is very Patrick style, and I enjoy him very much as a human as well. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. The connections that you make at in life, wherever <laughs> – is kind of one of my favorite things. Again, I'm curious about people and I love talking to people. Uh, like if you were like, I've got this great friend you got to talk to. And like, I know you and trust you. I'd be like, great, connect me. Cause like, I don't have a point, but I'm just curious and intrigued. And I want to n- understand people and their stories. And like, I don't know what I don't know. And then there's also that sort of magical thing of you don't know, like there is no, necessarily a point but there absolutely could it could be like a key thing in something for you in your just your your understanding of what's important to you or in your career life or in just like a new lifelong friend you've made like you have no idea so like I love that about people and like old friends making new friends it's been a weird time like not seeing it people regularly for the last bit here so i definitely miss miss those like even random interactions at like a grocery store where you're like oh i was gonna buy that thing that you're holding are they any good like right we don't have those (laughs) (laughs) that's during part of the um during the last part of last year i i spent like four months working at whole foods 
Okay. Because um, I was unemployed at that, well, uh, doing freelance work, I suppose. And my wife, with the pandemic and the airlines and all that stuff, we weren't sure if she was oh, going to stay yeah. employed, you know, so that was the whole big mess. So I spent some of that time at a grocery store. And honestly, if it paid better, I would probably still be there because I loved the interaction with people and the quick like oh yeah i can help you find this or like if we didn't have something i could help them you know find something that was a substitute even when i was back it was like my third day there and i was bagging and i don't know i just felt very very comfortable in that place and so i was bagging and it was some sort of like cured um bacon or something like that that i had been thinking about getting because it was like flavored specifically with something i don't remember what it was i was like oh you know i've been thinking about buying this and making this recipe and me and the lady that was checking out and then the lady over and the next checkout over and we were like the three of us were talking about like recipes for like two minutes and they were all like laughing and stuff and then my supervisor came over and she's like you're gonna be a manager someday aren't you i was like no not really i don't want to do that i just i'm just talking to people (laughs) but that's that's so that's what i love that's the best yeah. that's the best part is is like the non-purposeful like serendipitous things that can happen with people like the the bacon story or you just happen to be i don't know like if you're like waiting at a bus stop or something like for a bus and there's someone else there and you both witness some ridiculous thing happen with like a dog and a bird and something across the street and you just like look at each other and laugh like it what it's just like those things that you can connect accidentally on mm-hmm. that are that are potentially magical that I truly believe in, which is I think again why I was like I just want to talk to everybody all the time, <laughs> and it's sometimes a problem. Um, but yeah, so so here we are talking because yeah, I love I know, it so that's much. Fun. So tell me a little bit more about the company you started and what what it is that you guys do. Oh man, um, the there's the one that I started with people, and then there's the thing that I'm doing sort of on my own. Um, the one that I started with two others is called This Us Now, and we want to help people work with better information and more joy. Um, we all come from a somewhat uh, play, learning through play background, among other things. Um, we are from different growing up experiences, geographical spaces. Um, We've all had like a plethora of weird jobs. And so we feel like our knowledge is deep and there's like depth and breadth of that. Um, But we, so much of it is from a theory and application. And so trying to figure out how to help people do that in workshops or in betterment projects, which are more customized to like we need help with this thing. Can you help us do that in like a interesting, fun, helpful, implementable way? Um, so that's something that we've been working on as that company together, which is, you know, an adventure and a process and, um, yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell me then about the thing that you do on your own that you've started. So the thing that I do on my own is a little bit whatever I want to do, do on my own. <laughs> um, but the way that that has um, mostly started was also in workshops that I've run with my um, friend and colleague, Jeff Perry. Uh, he, so I'm cultivator of curiosity and he is himself, but he's all about rediscovering your play. And so we use play and curiosity to, um, I don't know, refocus folks and things. Like we have a workshop, we've run a workshop several times in the last year called Your Future is Where Your Fun Is. Oh, oh my gosh, cool. I'd, I'd love to, can we we can run through the activity really fast to see, I'd love to hear yours. Um, oh, okay. What, that sounds so good to me. One of my favorite things about that workshop is just that we use, one of the things that I say a lot about, not about, let's try again. One of the things that I often say as I'm talking about curiosity is that we as adults have been trained to do a certain thing or 
do it a certain, like there's a path, there's a right and a wrong. And kids aren't like that. Um, the imagination and the creativity and like experimenting and learning and like trying stuff and failing is all kind of part of being a kid. And then we like kind of forget that as adults. And so I want more people to adult, like adulting like a kid is what I want more people to do. And so in specifically your future is where your fun is. Um, Jeff and I walk people through an exercise activity, which is better with other people because we have a, um, an activity where you can get more ideas out of this. But as a baseline foundation for starting that, we have people think back to their childhood or whatever fun times, hopefully as far back as you can recall. Um, but being inspired by your childhood and like what your, what was your favorite thing to play? And if you can't think of something like pretend you're a kid now and think of like what kind of like game or whatever you'd want to play, but very specific, like not sports, like basketball. And then, okay. So we're going to do it right now. Um, so I'm going to think of yours. Okay. Have a favorite thing? Yes. Specifically? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so for example, my thing that I've run through in the workshop, my favorite thing was sardines, which is like reverse hide and seek. Have you ever played that? No, I, I've not, I've not heard of this before. Oh my gosh. It's like, hide the, and seek, it's, of course, yes, but I, I have not heard of it. So sardines, it. um, if, at some point with kids and or adults, when you're comfortable with larger groups of people, I would highly encourage this. You can, and I have played it as an adult, but it's like reverse hide and seek. So there's one hider and multiple seekers. And so like the person hides and then everybody's trying to find them. And once you find the hider, you hide with them. So thus sardines, because then you're like trying to squeeze behind like some skinny tree or something like that. And then the last person to find and get to everybody is like the new hider. Oh, that is, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's so, that's my favorite. So that's my favorite. What's your favorite thing to play as a kid? Um, I, I always liked, uh, tag, like, you know, if trying to get somebody to be it and then playing it where, um, I guess it'd be freeze tag, you know, where you tag, tag different people and they can be frozen, but then someone else can like run around like behind. freeze them. Yeah. And... I mean, it always kind of felt like it was one of those unending games, but it was fun because you got to interact with your friends and then, I don't know, it was just a lot of fun. That's okay. So that actually leads into the second part of this. So to thinking about your favorite kind of play as a kid, we talk about the play values. And so like foundationally, like, what did you like about that specific game? Like, why that game instead of a different game? Which could be, like, again, like, the process of how it got played. Um, was it solo or team? Was there a certain rule that you liked? Like, whether it was a house rule or, like, a rule in, like, a board game. Like, what did you like about it? And come up with, like, three-ish? Like, three play mm-hmm. values for whatever that type of play is for you. Um, which you kind of started along, think along. But, like, for me... I know I had more time to think about it because we prepared this workshop. Right. Um, so like my play values, um, for me, sardines, right? So hider, multiple seekers, and you keep going, kind of like you had mentioned. So my play values for sardines were, um, creativity, because you have to find good places to hide. Problem solving, when people hide in terrible places and you have to figure out how to hide behind a water fountain with 10 people. Right. Um, <laughs> and then community. And I think that I labeled it community because it's not exactly a team sport, but you kind of like team gets created like as you're hiding because you're like, shh, stop right. being so loud. Um, so it's like community versus team. Um, and those are the things that I really liked about that game, but then also the reason why we made this a workshop because Jeff had the same experience when we went through this, that we are like, I still like those things. Like that has persisted. Um, and so we can use that to like inform other choices in our adult lives. But I know I haven't given you a lot of time to think about it. Do you know what your tag play values might be? One of the things that I really liked about it was being able to like have a, a home base where you were safe. Mm. Um, because there was about a lot that of, part of tag. There was a lot of, you know, chaos and whatnot. And it was fun being out there, but I liked the part of the game where if I made it to home base, that it was a safe place for me to yeah, take a breath and watch some of the craziness going on and still have fun, but okay. have that time out, that personal space. 
Interesting. Um, the, one of the other things I liked was kind of like you're saying some of the interactive community specifics that could go on where you didn't necessarily have a team because a lot of times it was like, you know, everyone for themselves kind of thing. But if you yeah. were frozen uh, you and someone would rescue you or you could go out and help someone else. Yeah. Um, that sort of kind of reciprocal There's relationship was a lot camaraderie of thing happening. Yeah. And I liked that those interactions were enjoyable, but also brief. I, I tend to like, I, I, I tend okay. to like hanging out in groups and like going out and having fun, but I'm one of those people that I have fun with people and groups and interacting. And then I need my time alone to kind of recharge later on. I'm intrigued. Okay, so if I had to, if I had to filter funnel that like into a short phrase, like I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna do it, but like short phrase, like purposeful camaraderie, a little bit. That's good. Um, That's really good. And the other one is maybe like, it's like um, I don't know how to, I don't know. I'm gonna stumble through this, and you can help me figure it out too. But I feel like it's like, like safe this sounds so ridiculous but like safe risk taking or like experiment there's something about experimenting with your home base thing because it was like okay i could like run around but then i'm like safe and i can assess and like strategize and then go do something again mm-hmm. it's like an exper it's an experimenting it's an experimenting thing uh, yeah it's some sort of a, a controlled risk almost yeah like controlled controlled risk experimenting risk taking controlled chaos <laughs> not quite chaos <laughs> that's kind of like parenting or or even just like that's organizing true. a group <laughs> yes, gonna, that is true. there are certain things you can expect from you know a group of four-year-olds <laughs> and certain things you can't and as oh, long yes. as everyone's safe and generally having fun you're good <laughs> <laughs> totally um that is that is how that works <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like th- like those two things, like, I don't know if you see that happening in your life, or if those are things that you still like, um, in, you know, obviously it's not like experimental risk taking, like you crazy, like you do that in little ways. But, um, the idea is that we're, we evolve, but we're also still kind of the same people to some extent, right? And mm-hmm. so, are we still doing that or can that help inform, like, if you're in between career things and or like, you have a career and you like it and that's great, but like, can you do these things that you enjoy more often in other ways in your personal life? Because it all kind of affects each other, right? We're all one human. Right. And like, yeah, okay, work life, home life, whatever, but we're all, it all, it all kind of comes with us to some extent. Um, so anyway, that, um, workshop is one that I've really enjoyed because I love hearing about people's play and then helping people um try to figure out and get ideas for other ways to continue to follow their curiosity and have fun and still exist as a human um although we all know we need to like survive and have jobs and do that part too sure there there's a balance there's definitely a balance with all that um were you as a kid just as outgoing as you are now no i don't think so which is actually a really interesting question that i haven't really been asked but i had it had dawned on me at some point like i was not i wasn't like necessarily shy but i wasn't like super chatty and outgoing like i had friends and we had a good time but i wasn't like introducing myself to everyone on the playground (laughs) um but I did play sports, so I feel like maybe that's part of, you know, you got your team and, like, there's, like, a comfortable, controlled version of outgoingness there. But I don't know I don't know when that fully shifted. I was, like, not exactly shy, but I wasn't really outgoing. I was kind of on, like, the slightly quieter average side, which is interesting to me now. And then, I don't know, I think at, just a, at a certain point I was just, like, I am not trying to be like the popular kid. Like, I don't like what they are. I don't care about being popular. Like, I'm just going to do my own thing and like find my own friends and just kind of lean into that. Um, which I can't necessarily pinpoint, but I definitely, I feel like sometime in like high school was like, a, I don't like, I'm going to just do, I'm just, I'm just me and it's fine. But I don't think I was always like that. So 
yay evolving. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Uh, it's, I, you know, for the better. So that's good. Uh, so you're in California now. Were you, uh, did you, were you in California as a kid? Did you grow up in California? I am a California forever person currently. Um, and I say currently because I would like to buy property and I also live in California. Uh, <laughs> I know how that goes. Yes. You know, um, but yeah, I grew up in California. I've been in mo- a couple different places, but California my whole life, Bay Area, born and then raised. And then I went to, um, college university at uc davis so over by sacramento so northern california still but more inland Mm -hmm. and then i lived in culver city los angeles for a few years and then came back up to the bay area northern california again and i've been here and i enjoyed it not that i don't want to go other places i love um visiting other people and when I have friends all over the place, it's really great because I'm like, let's, I'm going to visit you. Can I crash on your couch? <laughs> um, but yeah, I have always been California and I've contemplated like, could I slash should I leave? Um, not that I actively want to. However, property prices and um, fire season being a very real thing, uh, not the most fun, but I also don't know where else I would live because I don't have that experience and I'm scared of tornadoes and I'm not equipped for winters. I would need a new wardrobe. <laughs> so I'm not sure where else I would go, but I'm, I'm not opposed <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not suggest Chicago then. I mean, <laughs> tornadoes, not as much, but definitely like, I mean, the joke yeah. is people don't count their years in Chicago. They count their winters in Chicago because they can be pretty intense for sure. I, so I, my friend Maddie used to live in Chicago and I had visited her twice. Um, once was in the middle of July, very humid and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and once was in like the big first week of December. Okay. <laughs> I borrowed a jacket from her now husband because I did not have the wardrobe. Um, <laughs> We had to do, I actually was visiting for work, a work thing, but then I stayed extra because I was like, let's hang out for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, Those are the not work benefit perks, but perks that I enjoy. Um, And so we had to get up for a work thing, which we worked together at the time, and we were supposed to be at a site at like, we were supposed to be running a thing at like 8.30 or 9, so we were getting there at like 6.30 or 7, so we were up at like 5.30, (laughs) And we exited her home to her car. And I was like, oh, my God, it's I my bones don't have feelings like everything's <laughs> I am unprepared. And we like sat in her car and like warmed it up. And I was like, I can see my breath. I can see my breath like this entire car ride. Like I've experienced that. Like it's I we have winter in California, too. It's not all sunshine, but like. Not at that level. It was a it was a new experience for me, and I applaud I applaud y'all who have learned how to survive. Well, I was uh, very taken aback when I was in Los Angeles a few years ago during fire season, and like <laughs> being that close, and you know, seeing the ash actually fall in the air, and like that's that's a whole other thing. I definitely have never before or since experienced. Yeah, I feel like that actually happened earlier, oh my God, a little bit earlier this year, where I think that um, other, you know, you don't, you can't really know an experience until you have it. You can like, have an idea or see a video or like hear from friends, but it's not the same until you experience it. And like, I know people on the East Coast who I think there were fires that were either in like Canada or from the Pacific Northwest or something, but the winds were taking it across the country. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people on the East Coast were like, oh, my God, like, it's like my throat feels weird. And like, it's like so hazy. And we're like, sorry, but also this is what it's like. <laughs> like this is what we experience. And people are like, oh, I get it. It's actually bad. It's not just like, yeah. ter- it's not like feels bad, but like it actually physically feels bad. Um, so I don't wish that upon anyone, but it was kind of like <laughs> validating where you're like, see, I'm not just like a wussy California, whatever. Right. It's terrible. 
It's terrible. Um, yeah, and also the like apocalyptic feel of just like orangey skies is very confusing. <laughs> I can imagine some of those photos I, I saw in the news were hard hard to really take in and because it doesn't feel process. like it's possible. Like it doesn't like this isn't reality. Like this is that's not what nature looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time that, the first time, oh my gosh, the first time that happened like a year-ish, a year or two ago, um, it was like super, super bad fires and overcast. And I remember being very confused because I luckily didn't have a meeting or something, but woke up at like 11 in the morning and thought that it was way earlier because it was so dark still. Okay. And then I looked out the windows and everything was like orange, like not like marigold yellow like orange red orange and i was like what is happening and i like went to the social media to be like okay this is not just me am i losing it right like (laughs) other people see this too right and it was such a crazy wild feeling of just okay is this the end (laughs) (laughs) because i've never experienced like a completely red orange dark sky before just before noon ever in my life um but hey you experience new things every day it's true it's true Uh, are you are you a fan of travel have you have you done much travel i have not done as much travel as i'd like i'll go with that um just because of i don't know not necessarily being like the I will, I must, I will self-start some things, but in terms of a, let me plan a trip and the hotel and the, all of that feels like a lot more at once. So I feel like I need a buddy accountability, like we're going to do this thing. Oh. <laughs> um, just cause I'm like, oh, it's so much. There's, I like to plan and be planned a little bit, but that feels like a lot of moving parts and time off and things and blah. But I, so like in terms of everything that comes with the travel, but like the idea of travel, I love the idea. I've loved when I've gotten to visit people in the States. Um, in terms of other countries, I've been to Canada and Mexico because they're nearby. Sure. Um, but they were also, it's been, been some years. I think I was like much more like a, not a kid, but a, teenager younger younger human mm-hmm. um but then i've also i've been to china for like a week and like japan for like two days and barcelona spain for like four days and that is the extent i think that's the extent of my international travel and there's so much that i am curious about um that i have not experienced that i would like to and like I want to see culture and food and architecture and just get a little culture shock because I don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't gotten to do that as much. Also, I need to renew a passport. So <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that would definitely that. do it. Are you, what are you semi, are you well traveled? <laughs> I don't know what that means specifically, I've, but I've been to around 30 countries, but it's been a while since I've been out of the, out of the country, mostly because of the second child. Um, when it was just Wesley, it was a lot easier to travel. So, like, by the time he was Theodore's age, he'd been to the UK and Spain and California and a bunch of different places. Um, and with Theo, I think we've only, as a family, gone to, uh, we went to Vegas this mm-hmm year and then we went to california when he was a baby baby like he has Uh, no (laughs) yeah he would not have remembered that at all so no i haven't in a while uh but i'm turning 40 next month (sighs) and uh abigail has a little over like eight to ten days off uh and with her being a flight attendant we can pass ride places so we know we're going to go somewhere in europe as long as the borders stay open for vaccinated people like us um, and we're thinking about ending up in Germany and maybe visiting Prague uh, because <gasps> we'll be there for about a week-ish, um, the way schedules work out. So th- that would be really nice. It would be the first time since having Theodore that uh, Afghan and I will have gone on a trip somewhere without the kids. So it's uh, almost five years. <laughs> that sounds – okay, yes. 
That sounds amazing. I hope that that stays for you. And if you do, I would like to follow up with you and you can tell me all the amazing things <laughs> uh, from your trip and pictures and food and stuff. Uh, yeah, is, be a- if, is that your, if that's the plan, that's also great. But is there an additional somewhere that you haven't been, either that you haven't been that you really, really want to go or that you have been that you really want to go back to? So, um, I've been to India three times. I would love to go back. Uh, the last time I was there was before kids. So it's about eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. Uh, because, uh, the culture is amazing. It's so wide and deep as far as the different views on history and religion, just the way people live. Uh, the food's amazing. I think I just said that. And you can say it twice. I, it yeah. I, I would love to go back to the Netherlands as well. I've been there a bunch of times, but I haven't been there in a while again. And I love the culture. I love art. Uh, having been to a lot of the museums like the Van Gogh Museum and Vondel Park and a bunch of places, uh, or even visiting Delft where they have a bunch of old pottery and wonderful cheeses. And it's just, I love Ooh, those places. I do love cheese. Um, I have never really been to, I've never been to China. I've never really been to Asia outside of India. So I haven't been to China. I love Japan for sure. I mean, once things settle down, we want to take Wesley to Japan because he's a huge fan of Mario and Nintendo and they have a big Super Mario World thing that opened up not Mm -hmm. that long ago that we'd love to take him to. I've been to Ghana, West Africa about 20 years ago, Um, but I'd love to visit Egypt and then uh, and um, South Africa. I've, I've not been to either. And in the past, I've had plans for both that just haven't worked out. Didn't, yeah. I, well, I worked at an agency for the last year, uh, and mm-hmm. my contract ended. So I'm, as, as of about two weeks ago, I'm back to doing freelance stuff. I'm applying different places, trying to see where I fit, but I'm settling back into the stay at home dad thing. So focusing a lot more on house and home and yard and whatnot. Mm-hmm. A switch. I like it, but it's definitely a switch from yeah what I what I was doing. So yeah, I mean, and also a, a relatively recent home ownership, right? Yeah, we bought a home this summer. I'm super excited. Like we never thought we would own a home, uh, and that whole thing was pretty amazing. I love owning the home, and it's you know, there, like they say, there's always something to do, but it, I mean. That's good. I like having space. And it's nice because we have enough space that when the pandemic's over, we can have lots of visitors. Yeah. Um, so we have, like, on, and Amazon knows this, uh, but we ordered a, a trundle bed. Uh-huh. So you've got, you know, the bed and then there's a bed that slides out underneath. Something happened on the back end when we ordered it. They, it like got delayed or something. And so we called and it, it would have been here really late. And so they're like, oh, well, we'll just cancel that order and send you a new one. Well, somehow the warehouse didn't get that message. Oh, so they ended up sending us two and they're like, yeah, we don't really want it back. So don't like we it. have, yeah, so we have two trundle beds and uh, like a futon downstairs and all kinds of places, you know, people can stay. Uh, amazing. Yeah. That is, that is again, part of, I I'm interested in home ownership for, you know, real estate as its own thing. Also, then it's yours and you kind of do what you want with it and inside and outside space to have people like, again, the people thing. I was like, I just want to like hang out with people and I could, I mean, not right now. Don't come hang out with me currently, but like I can have people in this apartment that I rent, but also it's like, there's a kitchen table that's like up against a wall in the kitchen that like has, you know, it's up against the wall. So there's like three seats, but it's not really like a space to gather per se. Um, so I can totally appreciate that. And I'm excited for you to have many people at your home sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. I mean, if I can never convince Doug French to have dad too in Chicago, I'm sure I'll have a whole bunch of people bunk here. Uh, I don't know that that'll ever happen because, you know, Chicago in February tends to be pretty cold, but not always. I mean, does it have to? Okay. Does it have to be in February? Because I know that they always have been, but then they had their like October thing. And now like, I don't really know what's happening. Like they can do a little bit of rearranging. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it would be a very nice thing for them to have it like in the summer or even in the spring. Um, heck, the fall here is super gorgeous, and everybody here. I mean, we've got a lot of craft beer fans at the uh, Yes. There's good craft beer here. So It's true. And also, like, even at least the one or two conferences that I had been to where people had, like, de-icing plane, plane cancellation, like, rerouting issues, and people, like, it took me multiple <laughs> flights to get home. And, like, I went to four different states that I wasn't supposed to. And I was like, right. you know, you could make – maybe it's cheaper then, but, like – uh, can we like, I'm sure there's some wiggle room like maybe not the beginning of February like maybe right. March like later in March yeah, no, exactly <laughs> that's so funny so tell me uh, about your fandom of craft beer because I see you drinking some pretty interesting things oh uh, when you post online about about that okay so I wasn't I don't even know how I ended up in into Beer craft beer. I mean, like, I kind of do. I was not into beer in college years. That's a different kind of beer. Sure. Um, but, you know, you do have to start somewhere where it's like, okay, like, Blue Moon or something, you know, you start with, like, the baby ones. I was like, okay, this is right. better. Um, but then I, I'm just going to go with way more recently. I had some coworkers who we were like, we should hang out. Um, and, an easy place to do that, it was at a brewery because, like, you don't have to necessarily have a table and wait staff and they're trying to turn it over. You could just, like, hang out for hours. Right. Yeah. And so we did a thing where we um, – one person lived near a brewery and they had um, a First Fridays thing where they, like, bring out, like, kegs and, like, you, like, do your little tokens in a cup and you do whatever that thing is oh, fun. for that day. Um, and then you can keep the cup and then like you bring that to the first Fridays, but it got super crowded because it was the first Fridays thing. And we're like, there's oh. too many people. I don't like this. Yeah. So we made up second Fridays and we just started going monthly on second Fridays oh, to the same brewery. And we like made friends with the, um, with the beer, beer tenders, beer tenders. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, and I feel like because of that, like just being, having a space to do that. And like, this is a space like uh, pe colleagues and friends who would come and hang out. If they didn't want to drink beer, that's fine. Other people would get food there. Um, and because of that and just having a consistent space to like keep trying stuff, um, was really fun for me. I learned that I like, I do not like bitter. <laughs> I mean, some. I don't like to be punched in the face with bitter. Okay. Um, but so I tend to go um, like brown, ale, porter, stout. Give me the dark things. Nice. I don't mind the sweet. It doesn't have to be sweet, but I'm a fan of those often. Um, so it kind of started on accident as a way of hanging out with people and then getting to try things. And then also because same friends who were like this brewery is near me, they became members of that brewery because it was near them. And so they would plus one of us sometimes when there was like bottle yeah. shares, it's like, this is fun. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of just a, not a, an ex, not because not an excuse to hang out with people, but it started as a opportunity to hang out with people and try stuff. Um, and it kind of just grew from there because I was like, ooh, I like this. Ooh, this is tasty. And then finding other people who had either more knowledge to share or interesting things to, like, say or, like, have you had this brewery or, like, whatever. Um, it kind of just sort of stemmed from that. Um, again, kind of the accidental, magical, let's find a place to hang out. And then now I like a lot more craft beers. <laughs> That's fun. That's that's one of the reasons I really like craft beer as well. It's the the communities that you can get involved with, and uh, and I don't know about where you're at, but in our area in Chicago, there are a number of breweries too that cater to either kids, which mm -hmm. that's a whole thing people have uh, opinions on, um, or you know non-drinkers because they'll have uh, homemade sodas or cream creamsicles or like different kinds of things that are non-alcoholic so mm -hmm. people can still come and partake and eat food and not have to drink necessarily if you know that's not something they're into but still being able to be welcoming and uh, you know having that inclusion yeah i like there i mean maybe not all 
I mean, clearly not all because I haven't been to everyone and who knows, but many breweries or tap rooms or tasting or whatever that I've seen have seemed a lot more like casual, inclusive, whether again, whether it's like, um, families and or like the people are like i don't really drink a lot of beer like what should i drink it's like well you're at a brewery so you're i don't know what to expect <laughs> but we're gonna try to help you um based off of some things that you can tell us which i think is really i mean like that's kind of the key to any community anything right is just like welcomingness that's not a word <laughs> belonging we can make it a word it's fine well the English language continues to grow and expand every oh, year right Sometimes in more disappointing ways than in others. <laughs> like I can, like the things that end up in the dictionary. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was kind of for me, it was an it was a hanging out, an opportunity to hang out with people and an exploration that turned into an interest that turned into like not a passion per se, but like I am like yeah, like I want to try this weird sounding thing. Also a very normal sounding thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to try stuff. This can looks really cool. I wonder if it tastes good. <laughs> um, I am a, I'm not, I know that it's the, like, don't judge a book by its cover and like whatever. But also I, the can art will get me. Like if something has a fun name or like cool can art, it might get me like, I have to buy this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all for that too. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't, especially if the can looks really cool, it's not really necessarily whether I'm going to like the beer or not, because I know that can will look cool on my bookshelf or wherever I have cans, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, like so that's why I'm buying it. If I like the beer, great. But like the can is why I buy things sometimes. I freely admit that. That's, which is totally fair. Some, like, you know, there's always like the hope, like, I hope it tastes good. You never right. know though. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, we all know what we're getting into when you try something with like no reference point from someone else or like rating somewhere. You're like, well, I've never heard of this. No one I know has ever suggested it to me specifically. It's apparently super new. So there's like no ratings anywhere online, but the can right. looks cool. I'm going to just try it. And I have a very <laughs> low bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a story to tell. You're like, this, this beer was terrible, but the can looked cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is also great. One of the things I wanted to ask you is you have worked on a couple of articles with David Stanley, right? Yes. And tell me about that. How did that come together and like, why are you doing that and, and the whole spiel? Okay. Um, the, that is, I am kind of glad you brought that up. It kind of relates to my weird, what I had mentioned before of like, I have these professional purposeful-ish things that I'm doing and then just the separate versions of following my own curiosity and wanting to grow as a person and just that seems interesting or I like this person like yeah let's try a thing um my project with David Stanley is one of those things um and it happened in a really magical accidental organic way where um I a lot of the people that I know from that I've met through Dad 2.0 and otherwise, um, I stay in contact with a little bit on various social media. David had posted something on Twitter, like I think he's all about sonnets and he's bringing back the sonnet is one of, that's like one of his things, and he had posted one that was uh, basically about the like the turmoil of men not necessarily being able to express themselves um, in emotional ways, but in a poetic sort of uh, personified, lovely imagery way. And I read it and I commented on it like, this is so like nice and like the imagery and I love it. And do you feel like this, I know it was like something about upstream something is like a metaphor for this. And he commented back about how, yeah, it's just really hard and this happened in my life and that's when I wrote this thing. And um I hate how tear like the tears, the volume of tears like show your emotion. And I was like, yeah, I also don't cry very much and like I don't like I get that. Um and then he commented back and was like, I don't cry. Hmm. Like that sounds like a post in and of itself. And I was like, yeah, it kind of does. He's like, let's chat. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he just like messaged me on there and was like, okay, do you have time to get on a Zoom this week or next week? I was like, yeah, I don't really understand what's happening, but like, let's, I love chatting with people. And I liked this just 
communication back and forth of commenting on your post. Um, and then we got on a call and he was like, okay, so like, let's, I, I can see this being a thing. It's like a he said, she said thing. Um, we're different people, but like, we're kind of on the same page ish. Like we also don't know each other super well. Like I know him from the conference and I have a, an understanding of who he kind of is as a, as a general person, but like, I don't know him deeply. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is interesting to me. So we, made a deal and a plan and we're like okay like based off of the comments quote unquote i don't cry is our prompt and we're gonna go write about it separately and then come back and exchange pieces and agree not to edit our thoughts and then put it together and see if someone wants to publish it and we're like uh, okay i'm not really a writer so like what do i how many words when <laughs> is our deadline because <laughs> uh, i was like you do this all the time i don't. Um, but it was interesting to me. And I so we did that and exchanged pieces. And we're like, this is like, I love what he wrote. He liked what I wrote. And uh, it was an interesting thing. And then he was like, we should pitch this to places. And I could see this being like a regular thing because like the he said, she said, like, we're very different people. Um, like he's in his 60s. And he's like, uh, Jewish and he's in Michigan and I'm in my thirties and I'm Asian and agnostic and in California. And like, what are our just opinions? Not that they're right or wrong, but like, what's our take on this? Um, so we've done a couple of those <laughs> so far and, um, are going to try to just do it kind of for, for fun, but also as an interesting thing to share. Uh, and. I don't know. This, again, there's like, this is one of those things of like, it's interesting and it's a growth opportunity and it's, what's the point? I don't really know, but it's been fun and interesting for me and it gives me an excuse to talk to David and, uh, writing is a new skill that I'm acquiring. I can write, but like in a cohesive manner that makes sense to anyone else, you know, it's a practice. Um, but yeah, so that's, a project of that I've followed my curiosity on <laughs> with him. That's awesome. I'll make sure to link that in the, the episode notes too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I want to ask you more specifically, where is it that you would like to be in five or 10 years? Good. And you could answer that personally, professionally, uh, not at all. However you want. Ugh, five to 10 years. Okay, super general because I am a, I'm weirdly a planner and I like logistics, but I also like to like play and be creative and stuff like that. But I am more of a planner than not, but I am also not a like life goal oriented person. Like I did not have a dream college. Like I had a job that I thought I'd like because I liked the stuff that I was learning about it as I went along, but I was not like, this is the goal in my life. Like I've never really had that. So general version, I'm going to say, what do you say? Five to 10 years. Um, I hopefully by that point, who knows, will own property somewhere because that is a thing that I'm interested in. Um, I will be able to, however I'm making a living, I will be able to be hopefully helping people and making stuff. I don't know what that means physically or like idea wise, but I like making things. And, um, Mm, I'm going to go with, I, I hope five to 10 years. Like I hope that I will have traveled to at least, mm, at least one other country. Let's be realistic because, you know, let's not do lofty <laughs> at least one other country. I have to renew my passport. So like, let's start there. Um, but yeah, these feel like not like bucket list things, but things that I'd like to do and be making enough money in society to not have to worry about those things and also be able to travel to another country. Um, oh, and I would like to be able to have like gone to in-person events again and like hang out with people and like maybe hug somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have those like fun, weird interactions on a more regular basis again, which even regardless of pandemic, I know that I previously had been doing a lot of work from home, remote work. Um, I'm con kind of continuing that in my pathways now. So even if it's not a pandemic time, having opportunities to 
interact with people in 3D in real life and have those moments, I think is something that's still important to me. Um, but yeah, I'll go with that <laughs> in a very general overarching umbrella way. That sounds fantastic. Th- hope to see you like there. Great goals. Yeah, right? And that does what I was thinking, the whole like in-person thing, I really hope that's not like five to ten years. I hope that's like yes, true. six months maybe. Yes. Like we'll see. hundred <laughs> percent. Like in the in the general scheme of things, but again in the like freelance, remote, whatever world. Like I currently don't have an office that I even could go to or would go to. So also actively pursuing some of those spaces, I guess. Um but yes, I definitely hope that the general consensus of out and about is sooner than later. <laughs> a, a thing. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great catching up and uh thanks for chatting. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to hanging out with you in person again, hopefully in the near future. Yes, absolutely. Um count on it. I'm we'll make it happen at some point. 